No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. (laughs) All right, it's time for another Con Air Radio. And of course, we are your hosts. We got our tab. That's me. And uh, we've got Cameron, the film dropout. How's it going? And, of course, the illegitimate love child of Hagrid. That's me. I'm Jared. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Very well. Very well. So um, Pretty solid. Pretty pr- solid. Pretty solid. That's good. Uh, I, my mouth is filled with cotton right now. I had Go that to the dentist. Well, no, I, I had that uh, that unicorn, uh, <laughs> the, the unicorn <laughs> frappuccino that just came out today from Starbucks. It is like literally drinking a sweet tart, oh. and uh, I my mouth like I got it this morning, and I can still feel the effects of it. I'm like I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it all the way through the show. I might like Pass out. crash halfway through, just so you guys know. Well, I appreciate your solid, <laughs> quote unquote, recommendation to I, oh, for that drink. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Just do me a favor, don't get the venti. Get get the smallest size you can if you're going to try it. I mean, it's it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, no, not not in large quantities. It's Starbucks. I won't. I won't even. I, I see it in pictures. That's as far as I'm going to get to right. it. Right. Not interested at all. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what's happened since the last show? I know, uh, Cameron, you've been gone for two shows. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He's on a bed long. He's on sabbatical. Sabbatical. Yeah, on sabbatical. That's okay. Sabbatical. Probably going to see some movies or something. While yeah, I, I, I saw a few. I saw a couple. Yeah. What what would you see? Well, I did see Power Rangers, and I I am a huge closet Power Rangers slash Super Sentai fan, okay. and so I was cautiously optimistic about this Power Rangers movie, and it was I enjoyed it as a as a Super Sentai slash Power Rangers fan. Um, there was a, it was just the right amount of tongue in cheek that I wanted mm-hmm. it to be. Um, did, did you get the nostalgia feels when the Zords were running out and you heard, go, go, Power Rangers? Arguably, and, and I'm totally losing a ton of credibility here as a film person by saying that was literally my favorite moment of the film. Oh, yes. Lordy. Um But I did, I, I did find the most distracting aspect of it that it, it should have been called not Power Rangers, but it should have been Krispy Kreme brings you Power Rangers. Yes. Because I have never seen... So much fluff. So much, <laughs> no, so much like blatant product placement in a film... Like, there's a point in the film where Rita, or Elizabeth Banks, it's not Elizabeth Banks, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is? Okay, yeah, right. And she, she goes into the Krispy Kreme because it's basically the center of the plot of the film. Yep. And she stops the film to take a bite out of a donut, and I swear they cut it the frame before she looks right into camera. Yeah, literally, it's like, literally to look and say... Krispy Kreme donuts. Right. The essence of life for those of you who've Washing seen it. Washing it down with a big old pe- uh, Pepsi or something along Pro- that line. Probably. But <laughs> so, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, honestly for me, solid movie. I actually watched it twice. Okay. So I, I loved it. There was, there was a couple things the first time that I saw it that I missed that I caught on the second time. It was um, very Batman Begins-y because yes. in terms of how it chose to do the origin story, which I appreciated, but at the same time, 
a little a middle scene of them in their suits would have mm-hmm. been a, just I think a, the little bit more that it needed to kind of yeah. feel more like Power Rangers. And of course, the big cameo with uh, uh, Jason David Frank Jason and David Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe Johnson. So speaking it's of dead, segways, dead center frame. Speaking of segways, Jason David Frank is actually going to be coming to Phoenix Comic Con. Really? Which we are about what five weeks away now at is this it? point. And so we kind of figured the here at the show. The excitement on my part is a little real. I know. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I just picked up, like, my last cosplay stuff right now, like, before, like during my lunch hour. I don't even have time for <laughs> cosplay this year. But so we have a huge Power Ranger celebrity coming to Phoenix Comic Con. Which I do have a relevant question later okay. uh, about regarding con okay. stuff. Okay. But the reason we're, we're kind of pushing this is because we actually have somebody from pretty much the Phoenix Comic-Con, the, the people that actually put on Phoenix Comic-Con, uh, Kristen. Hello. Hello. She, she's been sitting there patiently waiting for her introduction. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what, what your title is with, uh, with Phoenix Comic-Con. I am the Director of Marketing, Sales, and Public Relations. Marketing, sales, and public relations. So say that five times fast. <laughs> I don't even say it the first time fast. <laughs> so in, in, in layman's terms, what do you do for Phoenix Comic Con? In layman's terms, um, everything you see on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that. Anything yeah. with the press, newspapers, and, and TV spots. Um, all of the promotional stuff that we do, the nonprofit organizations we work with, all the donated tickets that we give out, that's part of that. And then also the sponsorships, any of the um, people who come out to Comic-Con who are not the vendors inside the exhibit hall, but who are outside of that, we do all that too. So nice. the marketing department is pretty comprehensive. Nice. So, so pretty much you, you guys, if it weren't for you guys, there would be no face for Phoenix Comic-Con. It's the it's the forward it's the client facing it's the yeah. it's what the attendees see. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes, and the team who does that are just phenomenal. But we our team takes care of the stuff that you see. Nice. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so what 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 do you guys want to know about what's uh, what's coming up with uh, Phoenix Comic Con that we can that we can ask and hopefully get some some juicy information with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. I mean the. Oof. The one question that I kind of was toying with, but I wasn't sure if we should talk about the restructuring that you guys had to do. Absolutely. I can, we can talk about that. Okay. Um, because as a lot of people do know, um, there were a lot of legalities that have gone out recently with other cons and such, and, we, and Phoenix Conicon kind of jumped ahead to make sure that they didn't get into that. Absolutely. So Comic-Cons in general, comic conventions, started as a very mom-and-pop sort of small, a few friends getting together and, and looking at the collections that they had. And that's Correct. So the model that all of the conventions have used over the years has been this sort of friends coming together and helping each other out and mm-hmm. volunteering to put together these different things. And that's the model that comic conventions have been using for a long time. As the pop culture scene has gotten bigger and these conventions have gotten bigger and there's more people attending and national coverage. A few few more Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) Yeah, just a few more. Of course, that puts these types of events on radars of legal entities and whatnot. Governments wanting their money. Yeah, and there are are some things that have changed. The industry has changed. Mm -hmm. And as we saw that coming, we knew that we needed to change with it. Changed in what way? 
If you don't um, mind me asking. Just because it's been on the radar. Because, you know, because people don't pay attention to two or three people getting together and putting on a little You mean thing like the change of it becoming mainstream? Yes. The change mm-hmm. of pop culture becoming mainstream has put, has, has changed. Different regulations that have changed as far as how you can use an intern, how you can use a volunteer, how you can use all of these different positions, what an independent contractor is, all of those things are elements that all conventions around the country, not just pop culture, are right. looking at. And now everyone's going to have to deal with it. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting, though, because I, I was I was originally thinking that uh, Phoenix Comic Con was going to have to reduce a lot of things because I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is going to be like 1,200 volunteers are going to go, we're not there now. But it, it turned out, and I out of, out of nowhere, I'm seeing one guest after another after another after yeah. another i don't think i've ever seen so many mm-hmm. guests at a phoenix comic con yeah and the, you know the programming hasn't been reduced and the footprint hasn't been reduced in fact we're increasing mm-hmm. um i think it's going to be the best here yet i, I actually well and there's been some really good celebrities in the past at comic con i remember when you had shatner and stewart in the same year sure mm-hmm. and I remember there was, and that had, just wasn't them. There was multiples others. I believe then, there was one year that we had Shatner and Leonard Nimoy the same yeah. year. Oh, nice. Um, last year or the year before, we had um, Adam West and Burt Ward yep. together, yeah, which was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Did, did we, they do the Batutsi? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of uh, of the footprint, I was actually uh, online earlier today. I was reading a um, uh, an article about how the Hall of Heroes is changing, mm-hmm. how it's, it's you know, it's going to be essentially a secondary uh, level to the exhibition hall. Yeah. So the Hall of Heroes is changing quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we've added some space up there. Um, it will be a second exhibit hall. So you're all used to the large exhibit hall on the lower level. Yep. So this will be a smaller version of that with some activities and other things going on. We have a whole science program that will be in the Hall of Heroes. Nice. We have a gaming section that is going to be amazing in the Hall of Heroes. Um, and then, of course, the Hall of Heroes is where we do the autograph signings and photo ops with right. our immediate That'll guests. be interesting to see because it seemed like it was well well, kind of spaced out nicely um, the last year, two years that we've had mm-hmm. it up there. But uh, I'm sitting there going, huh, how are you going to reconfirm, you know, mm-hmm. configure all that together with this new stuff? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Well, we have the entire upstairs this year. Nice. The third level. We I think we had half of it last yeah. year. So yeah. we've added, we've got the entire thing. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of, of autographs, maybe I could get your, your professional con opinion on this. And <laughs> I'm, I've been to cons. I'm not, I'm not green by any stretch of the imagination, but I've never gotten an autograph before. So with Jason David Frank coming, I have a ton of Green Ranger stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> and my question is, in, in your opinion, what should I have signed if, as far as, because I have obviously the box and the item. Should I have him sign mm. the item or should <laughs> I have him sign <laughs> the box? Either way, I, I'm not quite sure what I should do. I'm, I'm struggling with this. So, you're, <laughs> as a as a con person, uh, your your input would be appreciated. What would you recommend? Well, as you know, as a Power Ranger fan, you got to go with what's more important to you: the box or the item. I box uh, box box can be destroyed. The box can <laughs> be destroyed. On the other hand, if you're speaking specifically about Jason David Frank, he might just go ahead and sign both. Yeah. Ooh. Now, I, yeah, I most of the actors like won't that. do that. 
want to be very clear about that. Most of the actors have their rules about they'll sign one item or they'll do one picture. Some of them won't do items you bring in. Mm -hmm. We can't promise that. They'll only Ugh. do the pictures they provide. But I do happen to know that Jason David Frank will sign pretty much anything you bring in. I've seen a couple things signed. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that, he did. I, um, I don't know if you guys saw it. He did. Jason David Frank actually joined us and did a Facebook live yes, video. Yes, I, I, I actually watched it. And somebody asked him if he could bring his motorcycle in and if he would <laughs> sign that. Now, we cannot allow, allow the motorcycle I, into the hall. Actually, I think they said, can you drive it? He yeah. wanted to drive it right <laughs> in. Now, oh, wow. Now, although we can't allow that, Jason did agree to sign it if he could get it in the building. So <laughs> that is awesome. He really will he sign anything. That. He did say that. Um, <laughs> so you might take your chance and try and see if he'll get him. You can get him to sign both. Now, see me. I my economics, my cash is has dwindled this year. So uh, I'm looking for at least one autograph, and that's for Charlie Cox mm. um, because I went out of my way and. Uh, ordered and bought a picture, a poster of Stardust. Oh, one yeah. One of the one of my favorite fantasy movies that he was in. So pre Daredevil days. Pre Daredevil, yes. yes. <laughs> so I'm looking and seeing if I can get him to sign that because uh, um, I missed out on it uh, earlier this month in April. Um, Neil, Gaiman. Uh, mm. Game, I can never Gammon. remember his last name. Gammon. 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 Uh, was here in town, mm -hmm. and I was, I so wanted to go to, go down there. I was like, okay, if I could get him to sign the poster, and then Charlie to sign the poster. Oh. <laughs> so, now yes. Charlie is coming. We're very excited. Marvel's yes. Daredevil. Charlie Cox is coming. He will only be there on Sunday. Correct. Yeah. So plan accordingly. The, if you're if you're wanting to meet Charlie, he unfortunately has another event to be at. So he's darn it. Yes, he'll only be on site on the, Sunday. Yeah, there, there's there's a few uh, a few celebrities that are only going to be on there on Sunday. That's like I know uh, Arthur Darville, Arthur Darville, and Jenna and Coleman. Jenna Coleman. Yeah. And then, uh, um, uh, uh, I can't remember last name. Um, <laughs> Shield, Agents of Shield, May. Um, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why I can't remember her name. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she's only going to be there Saturday, I think. I believe that's correct. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Doctor Who cast will be there. They are doing a group photo op. We just announced those today. Yes. yes group Photo thing. ops are available, but they will also only be there on Sunday. So you've got to plan your weekend mm -hmm. to get everything else in on Friday and Saturday so you can be there on Sunday for Daredevil yeah. and Doctor Who. Ooh. Yeah. That, that, that's going to be very time-consuming. I could just imagine the lines. Yes. That's what they got those big blue things going back <laughs> in mind. Yeah. For. yeah. Um, so what, one of the things that I'm, I'm kind of pushing for that I, I would love, because we were talking about Jason David Frank, he is a childhood hero of mine, just because of the the whole Power Rangers thing, and just Ditto. just Ditto. like <laughs> like 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 I've I've seen a lot of his a lot of his stuff outside of uh, outside of the Ranger work, you know mm -hmm. his MMA stuff, the, the you know his um just a lot of his other things. I'm just thinking it would be it would just still be a pip to get him on the show. We're <laughs> gonna try, as, yeah, as when it's available and if he's up for it, which I'm presuming he will be because it does seem like he's that kind of guy. <laughs> Um, we'll ask for him, but we have others that we want to interview too. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I know that. I know that. <laughs> it's just that, that that's my number one on the list. I know, I know. <laughs> and now and I didn't realize though that Cameron was such a fan too. I know. So that, now that, I'm really going to have to push really for it. the. I know it's the shocker that, uh, been, the that is shocker about me. <laughs> I'm still looking for Alan. I, uh, yes, I, Alan, I really want to get Alan in there. Alan Tudyk. And then there was somebody else that I wouldn't mind interviewing. I can't remember who. If he comes on, you have to make him say because Cassian said he had to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That, that would be awesome. Um, Ow! Oh. 
Damn it. Oh, Careful. No. That that was our whoever, tab. Whoever set these things out no for his hand. Me. <laughs> so um so one of the big things that uh, that I know from from two years previous to last year was just the the increase of the attendance itself. Absolutely. Like, I think we gained 30,000 from did. 2015 yeah. to 2016. Now, and when I had talked to, uh, or I had chatted to Matt about it, he said he was going to cap it at 100,000. So I did not know or expect. <laughs> so um, there, there are obviously a lot of considerations when you're looking at the number of people you can bring into a show. One, obviously, is the capacity of each room, mm -hmm. um, the capacity of the building as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those kinds of things are obviously um, considerations. Um, we got to that 100,000 mark and decided that we would rather add space than limit the, and turn people away. Then turn people away. Um, you know, economically speaking, what happens when you get to capacity mm -hmm. is the price goes up. Mm. Because the vet, you know the demand is higher than the supply, and you you know you charge more, and we've seen that with other cons around the country, where the price just continues to go up. But we're very lucky to have the Phoenix Convention Center that has three buildings, mm -hmm. the Hyatt Regency Hotel that we've been working with for years, who's so great and letting us do all of the tabletop gaming stuff at at the hotel there on the second floor. There's so much more space that we can consume that we would rather invite more people and yeah. have more space than try to limit it like that. You know, it's it's become a great show and it's a great weekend, it's a great adventure, it's a great time for family. Right. There's so many things going on we're, that we just, you know, we want to just keep inviting people, you yeah. know? They all become family, they're all, you know, that's who we do it for. So we would rather add the space and have more work on our end mm -hmm. than have to cut that off. So yeah, we're not capping the, the attendance right. at this point. At some at, at point, point. <laughs> at some point, we'll reach capacity of the building. Well, <laughs> where, where, where would you say we rank uh, for Phoenix Comic Con? Where, where do you think we rank in attendance-wise? By attendance, we're in the top five. In the top five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually the sixth largest city in the country. Yeah, well, that's true. It's, it's mm -hmm. still, it's still, yeah, but we're also a city known for snowbirds, not teenagers and, and, <laughs> and cosplayers. But we are getting there. <laughs> that is true. Um, I, I do know that uh, there are a couple of cons that are also making their way to being big. Uh, Salt Lake City was very small, and now mm -hmm. it's just going to be quite huge, too. So, But also on the same note of uh, kind of expanding and growth, uh, your parent company, uh, uh, Square, Square Entertainment, Square yep. Entertainment is now branched out and is doing or assisting in other states. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have created a partnership with the amazing comic creator Dan Jurgens, mm -hmm. um, who is from Minnesota, uh, to bring Fan Fest, which is our fall show, mm -hmm. to Minnesota. So Minnesota Fan Fest will be in August this yeah, year. Yeah, I was about to say it's in August. It's August nineteenth and twentieth in in Minnesota in the St. Paul River Center. Um, so we'll be doing FanFest there. We will be doing FanFest here in November. Correct. Um, and then uh, we did put out a press release a couple of weeks ago that the partnership that Square Egg Entertainment had with Steam Crow to put on Keen Halloween um, has been dissolved. Um, Steam Crow retains ownership and rights to all of the Keen Halloween stuff. Because um, they, you know, they created it. And Square Egg Entertainment is moving forward with their own Halloween show. Now, what was it, what was the name of that? Not thrill. 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 Thrill Halloween. Halloween. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm looking forward to that. And then there's the San Francisco one. Or no, Fresno. Fresno, Fresno, yes. Fresno. So we'll be doing Thrill in Phoenix uh, at the end of September, September 30th and October 1st. And we'll be doing uh, Thrill Fresno the, the following weekend. And there's one more, isn't there? Were there no. six altogether? Five altogether. Five altogether. Two Fan Fests, two Thrills, two and thrills. Comic-Con. And Comic-Con. I so far. Was, I thought there were so, six. So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah, the week's not over. <laughs> it, 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 it's okay. Square Egg is just going to take over the whole Midwest. Great, why not? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm okay with that. Look, look at how many, some of the companies that had uh, so many different ones have actually condensed down now. That is true. Uh, amazing. Lo- uh, mm-hmm. Canceled out two of theirs. Um, Wizardry, I think, has canceled out a couple of theirs. So and there's, there's definitely... Definitely room for growth. So <laughs> as, as big as the company is with managing multiple conventions, do you have a department devoted specifically to each convention, or do you all kind of share the load for working yeah. on each yes, one? Yes, we have departments for each area of a convention. So we have obviously the marketing department. Mm-hmm. We have a talent relations department. We have an operations department and a programming department. And that manages all the cons, not just a specific Correct. convention? Okay. Each department manages that aspect of all of the shows. And I'm presuming the yeah. business cards always just say Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have two. We have a Phoenix Comic Con business card and a Square Egg. Oh, Because yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I know about Joe um, Baudry. Joe Baudry, yeah. yeah. He's kind of a friend. We've intercepted on many, many occasions, mostly with Kids Need to Read. And I think he's the program director. He right is now. the programming director. And Joe has been with uh, Phoenix Comic Con for a long time. Thir- Thirteen <laughs> years, I yes. think. Wow. Yes. He's one of the few that can actually say that now, I think. He, well, he's as far as the paid staff, right, right. he is the only one who's been there. He's the, our longest running employee. And <laughs> if you ever get a chance to see him work, it's it's really kind of funny because he just kind of flies by, checks everything, yep. looks into every room, checks into everything. And then when I think I first met him, he was um, not a program director. I think he was more of a... God, I think handyman. Uh, because he was actually <laughs> running around. He was running around going, I need to grab uh, power cords. I need to grab this. I need to grab that. And this is while the con's on. Mm-hmm. So he was running into rooms, putting in projectors and doing this and doing that. Well, and, and obviously when he started 13 years ago, the staff was so much smaller. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, um, so I think everybody who was working was kind of doing a little bit of everything at yeah. that point. I mean, less, less than 10 years ago, I think they had, their numbers were less than 30,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking more along the lines of 10, uh, 10 to 15,000 when they were in the early stages in Mesa. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I was there for those. Yep. I, like the, I, I love that. I love, I, love what, where, what, I love seeing what Phoenix Comic Con was back in its early stages and what it's, what it's grown into. Yeah. I love I love seeing that that growth and the development. It really has come a long way um, yeah. for a relatively new show. Um, this is our seventeenth year. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic Con started in two thousand two in a small hotel room in Awatuki. Uh, the first year, our, the attendance was four hundred and thirty two people. Oh, That's wow. still bigger than some of the ones that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was it was Matt who just decided that this was something that he was very passionate about and wanted to do and had this love of comic books growing up. And he created the event, um, you know, all grassroots kind of marketing. He printed flyers on his home computer and handed them out. And and it just has, you know, it has grown so much. And it, it you know, going to from the Mesa Convention Center into the Phoenix Convention Center and just has 
you know, it really has stayed this community show. We we work with a lot of local companies and a lot oh, of yeah. local nonprofits, a lot of local artists and creators and local authors. You work a lot with a friend of mine, Denise Gary from Kids Need from to Kids Read. Need to Read. Yeah. I lo- isn't she wonderful? And she was just here actually. Was uh, uh, two shows ago. Two shows yeah, ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And last uh, last show we had the Blue Ribbon Army on. So right. <laughs> we're yep. connecting. We're connecting all the dots. Which, which we're I'm, I'm, I'm repping the uh, the yeah, Blue Ribbon Army with my shirt. He's got the Blue Ribbon Army shirt on. Just became a member. So. You know, I have one of those. Well, um, you were with them uh, this last week, weren't you? I was. Um, I remember I, seeing Matt's post. Of yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we met down at Cityscape to, to do a little planning meeting. I, I have my, my T-shirt and my lanyard and whatever else came in the envelope that has remained unopened on my desk. Ooh, you better uh, open that up. So so much going on that I went, oh, I know what that is. That's my Blue Ribbon Army stuff. I'm so excited. Set it down over there. I'm Set gonna, it down over there and there it I'm, remains. I'm gonna tell, Sorry, Matt. I'm, I'm going to tell Matt. <laughs> I think Matt will know. We're going to put this out there and he'll know. He'll know. <laughs> Actually, I think I already told him. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, pretty much, you know, do, do, do some commercials, but we're going to be right back. Uh, we're going to finish out the show, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about your geeky side. Sounds great. All right. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com BYTS Beyond Technology Solutions has a computer repair shop in the East Valley on the southeast corner of Rucker and University where over the last three years it has grown in personnel and in reputation for being affordable and efficient. They do PC, Mac, cell phone repairs and sell refurbished computers. All right, we are back again with uh, with Kristen, uh, the PR social media <laughs> guru from Phoenix Comic Con. Um, so, of course, like I said, we, we were going to talk about a little bit about your geeky side. What kind of brought you into the Phoenix Comic Con community? Well, the you know we go go back to when I was a kid, or we could start more recently. Either, um, either works for me. My my dad and my uncle collected Superman comic books from <laughs> the 50s. Um, so growing up, we'd go out and visit my grandparents, and they had this whole collection of comic books, and some of them we weren't allowed to touch. <laughs> um, you know, and so I, I grew up as a DC kid. Um, that was my that was my fandom growing up. Um, of course. Um, watching the original Superman movies from the late seventies, early eighties. Black and whites. No, the, no. <laughs> I mean, that's I've seen those too. Oh yeah. No, my dad watched the TV show with George Reeves, but um, the the Christopher Reeve movies. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That came out. Um, you know, of course, he loved those. We watched them all the time. Um, and then, um, and he watched Star Trek, so he kind of introduced me to some of that as a child. I thought it was kind of lame, but you know. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, grew up with the kind of that kind of stuff, and then became an adult and moved out and discovered that there were Marvel superheroes and there was Star Wars and there were all of these other, <laughs> other fandoms. I actually attended Phoenix Comic Con for the first time in 2010, which was the first year that it was at the Phoenix Convention mm-hmm. Center, right. and was just overwhelmed. There, the Star Trek Next Generation panel was there. I mm-hmm. met Will Wheaton, kind of geeked out about that a little bit. Um, and, and really just had a blast doing it. As far as how I got into Phoenix Comic Con, it was by accident. 
Um, That's always an interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of the employees were volunteers. I've actually never volunteered to be for, with for Phoenix Comic Con. Um, I'm uh, done getting actually in about four days. I will be finished with my master's degree in marketing and decided Ooh. that I needed to start, you know, looking for a job and after, you know, to pay for the school that I went to. Congratulations. Always a benefit. Yes. So I came across this ad for Square Egg, which I, you know, it was a marketing position. And um, I looked at it. I was like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds kind of cool. And it was like, you know, marketing events. And I've done some of that before. I've been in marketing for about 10 years. So I applied. And then I looked up the company. (laughs) And then I called my boyfriend and said, I just applied for a job to work for Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, we both geeked out a little bit about that. There you um, go. And, and it's just, you know, so I did kind of, it was kind of by accident. I didn't actually know I was applying to work for Phoenix Comic Con when I did, but um, it worked out. I've been there since September. So this nice. will be my first official Phoenix Comic Con as a staff member. Um, a little scary, um, so but it's been great. A, a Coffee, year. five hour shots, and a lot of food and yep. water. Lots, lots of water, water so, lots yeah. of caffeine, absolutely. That's what everyone kept telling Jason during the Facebook thing <laughs> bring water, <laughs> drink water. Drink water. Well, no, and, and I could definitely, you know, I can see that you're doing a great job just because of how, how far reaching the social media has been uh, over the course of the past year just to get to where we are now, you know, and I, I, I know that there's a couple things coming up too. That's coming down the pipeline that I'm looking forward to it being announced. Oh, really? Yes. Dum, 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 look dum. like inside information even I don't have? No, no, you know. You, you probably know. You, 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 probably, you probably know, but it's just, you know, with, with being friends with a couple people on... Uh, on other organizations. On other other yeah. organizations, you kind of hear things, one, sure. one thing or another. Through the grapevine. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just the, the social media aspect, just the, 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 just everything, just putting Phoenix Comic Con even more on the map than it, than it already is, and, and going through, I mean, no, I, I, I hate to say that the controversy that, that happened earlier this year, but being able to press beyond that and actually create, uh, something a whole you know uh, eons better than what it would have been right yeah absolutely yeah. i mean obviously we didn't um intend to offend I think. offend yeah. anyone or or create such an upheaval and you know once the decisions were made we kind of had to just move forward with it and and hope that we've made the right decision and bring on the best people to run the show we've got some great new features this year that we've never done before mm-hmm. um, that we're really looking forward to. Some of the ones that have just been put on social out on social media, we're doing escape rooms this year. I saw I've that. Heard about I, that. Yeah. I haven't really looked into Which it is yet. Which really kind of, a, kind of cool. We're doing a murder mystery night. It's a, it's a uh, mashup between Once Upon a Time, the TV show mm-hmm. that's set right. in Storybrooke, and Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. So a murder takes place in Storybrooke, and Sherlock Holmes comes to solve it. So which, that'll be kind of fun. Which could actually be a, a, a viable chapter in their story. Absolutely. Um, we just we just have, have so many really cool new things. Speaking of putting Phoenix Comic Con on the map, we have an attendee this year coming all the way from Australia. We are officially international, nice. which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, so we've got we have people traveling from all over the country, obviously already, and now you know we have people who are coming from around the world, which I'm really excited about, um, and just trying to, you know, really just make Phoenix Comic Con as good as it can be, the best show that we can make it, and 
hopefully everybody just has a great time. <laughs> now, see, a few years ago, I kind of got a little touch base with that, too. I was one of the um, organizers for the uh, Bronco Ball that okay. we held here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we physically, I mean, it wasn't the same kind of attendance. We, we had like 150 t- people there, which was for, for the Arizona Bronco Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. Um, but we actually had people that were internationally coming from England Isn't and stuff exciting? like that. And it's, it's really weird to sit down really cool. and just kind of talk to them going, oh, yes, I've been planning this all year. <laughs> I've, I've got a, actually a really nerdy question for you. So being in marketing, I'm sure you study trends and patterns. To, in order to kind of maximize the effectiveness of it. What is it about, do you, in your opinion, pop culture nostalgia that seems to have exploded over the last, say, 10 years where it's become so popular? I see it everywhere. Everything is like a nostalgia-based thing. What, and more so than I've ever seen or noticed in previous generations. So what mm-hmm. is it about now that has caused this proliferation of it? You know, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of things seems to be doing this, like, throwback thing, right? Um I was shopping the other day and saw jeans on sale with zippered ankles. Yeah, that's something they haven't had around for a while. (laughs) And thought, wow, I mean, you know, fashion is going backwards and, you know, pop culture is going backwards and we're pulling out all of these old comic book stories and old, you know, this, you know, Sherlock Holmes is, is popular and all of these things. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the proliferation of social media and everybody being online. And I feel that, like that's definitely a fact. That lack yeah. of connection that people have and that they're trying to hold on to that. I don't know if it's because we've run out of ideas and so we have see, to go backwards. That's it. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I, I, think I worry that it's that. I worry that it's two things. We run out of ideas. It seemed the reason why we have so many rebooted movies, series, and things like that. And people are trying to avoid political conversations. Let's go there because we don't talk because politics. Because it's safer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, there's no politics well, and, and in Comic-Con. It, yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of think it, it's along the same lines, but I think it's more a, a want for... For us to go back to uh, our to to the nostalgic period, to the time period where, okay, we were this was out. Sure. What can we explore now? You know, um, I mean, you know, per- perfect example: Power Rangers. Here we go. Um, back <laughs> back back when it was back when it was out when it was new on the U.S. market, it was very campy. It was very very lighthearted, bubbly, mm-hmm. and now we have this new movie. It's a little bit more dark. It's a little bit more. Um, more open to the to, to, well, to the to the violence. It's, it's, well, it. it's marketed to the the kids who are adults now right. with the show, sure. and that's that's something we'd want to watch. Well, but I, I would also say that there's a third reason that you know of the two we mentioned, where you know it's a lot of reboots and things like that, is that a lot of uh, entities or producers of content are afraid to take chances on new properties. I'll add a fourth <laughs> reason in there, and that is that when the when all of this stuff was originally made, the ideas and some of these phenomenal ideas that the creators came up with were not possible with the technology that existed at the time. That's true. And now we have all this capability to create stories and scenes and all of this stuff that we just couldn't do before. And so it's it's the, well, what can we do? Where can we take from 10, 20, 30 years ago and expand that into a universe that nobody could ever have imagined at that point because we have this capability now? So I think there's a, you know, to answer your question more directly, I think there are a lot of different reasons 
for it, and they all just kind of came together at the same time. And perfect storm. And and also yes. on on that kind of on that same not note, not to downside uh, Power Rangers, but I did read an article that a lot of the Power Ranger stuff wasn't ours. No, it was it, actually it, it, created it, off yeah. of a, a, a Japanese. Yeah, that's what Super uh, Sentai is. It's, right, it was it's a, the show a Japanese show, and Rangers. a lot of the film stuff that they actually had was taken from that. Yeah, they used all the merged. fight footage, and that was part of the business. That was part of the business model for the show, right. and that's why it did as gangbusters as it did because you had a, a production budget cut in half because half the show was right. already shot for mm-hmm. you. Right, you don't need to hire <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's already taken care of. So, no. oh, and we, we're excited. We like that kind. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so any. Any information you can give us about Comic Con, about something coming up? Any uh, even just a hint? Ju- ju- just a hint. I like juicy, <laughs> juicy tidbits. <laughs> well, I will tell you that we're not done with. Uh, we're not done. Okay. We're not done with anything. So we have. We, we got have a month s- left. Then go. What aren't you done with? We have some programming <laughs> events that have not been announced that I think are going to be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Wow. We have. There's there's just there's a lot of stuff that has not yet been revealed. Um, obviously, the programming team is working very hard to get all of that done so that you guys have a schedule and everything can be out and you can plan your weekend. Um, and most of that will be done within about a week. So there's still a few tidbits in the programming side, panels nice. and activities that have not yet been released. Uh, one thing I would like to mention is that... Uh, as of today, I think all the bugs are worked out of the app that we have. We have a Phoenix Comic Con app. Nice. I know we've had one before that did not work. <laughs> this no. one does. Good, and good. it has a scheduling feature in it, so you can add those panels that you want to go see to the app. So um, so that's kind of a cool thing. Is but it available on Android and iOS? It is. If it's, it is a, if it's based on the, the same one they had before, we oh, it's different, totally it's different? Completely different. Okay. We started over. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's kind of cool. We're actually asking a few people to go ahead and download the app now and let us know if there are any bugs or kinks, and we've had a couple of people do that already. So that's kind of cool. And as far as guest announcements go, you know I can't talk about that. I but, know, man. But we're not done. Can okay. I ask a trade secret about how the selection process works? Like, do you just cast a wide net and whoever, <laughs> whoever can make it, make it? Or do you have, like, a, like a targeted list? Okay, I we want to try and get these, these, these people and these people. Yeah, so obviously there's different things that, that are factors in, in selecting guests for the year. We truly really try to look at the TV shows and movies that are very popular right now. Um, we did send out a few surveys to our past attendees saying, you know, which TV show do you watch? You know, which actors would you like to see? And that kind of thing, and looked at what the audiences are. We also, of course, have our guest suggestion box on the website, and we have a lot of people do that. And you haven't listened to me yet. And some <laughs> of the things, you know, obviously come down to scheduling. There are mm-hmm. people that we want to have, people that certain people ask for that are just not available. You know, they're, yeah. they're already committed to another show or they're doing something else. So there's a lot of those factors that go into it. There's a lot of planning of, you know, who do we want and what groups of people and that kind of thing. And then there's some, hey, this opportunity just came up. So there is a little bit of both. Okay. And w- w- one of the ones that I, I, I will say that I would love to see in the next coming years, if we can get him, of course, Weird Al Yankovic. It, wouldn't that be fun? I've met him before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I, he has actually done a couple of other shows. Yeah. In fact, he might be doing one that I've just seen announced recently. Yeah, I, I, um, I saw that. I, I think it would be awesome to have show, him. Yeah. I, I mean, hung out with him for eight hours. Did you really? Yeah. Lucky? Well, I spent, I spent like eight minutes with him. <laughs> now, this is kind of dating. I hung around with him at Compton Terrace. 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> if anyone's been here long enough to remember Compton <laughs> Terrace, he was doing a rap concert with the headlining band being Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Marky Mark. Yes. Okay, that, that, that just went like way over my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marky, I'm, I'm Marky old, Mark, he doesn't really do the music yeah. thing anymore. I think he acts now. He's a quote, he's a quote serious actor. Oh, serious, yeah. serious yeah. actor. <laughs> Transformer. All right, so um, so pretty much we're, we're coming to the close of the show. So Phoenix Comic Con, of course, is, is a huge thing. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't if you follow us, <laughs> how do we find more information about Comic Con, about what's coming up, and uh, how do we get in contact if we have other questions. Absolutely. So three ways. The app, mm-hmm. the website, phoenixcomiccon.com, um, and Facebook. Everything that we do goes out on our Facebook page. Our Facebook is at Phoenix Comic Con. Real easy to find. Ma- um, make, sure you get the, <clears throat> make sure you get the real one, not any of the fakers not that are out there. Not any of the fake ones. At Phoenix Comic Con, everything we do is announced there. Um, our website um, and our corporate website, Square Egg, has contact information for all of the different departments. If you have questions about photo ops or registration or, you know, any of those things, if you want to come, if you're agents, if you're an agent and you have a guest who wants to come, all of those things are on the website, so you can find all that information. But um, really, Facebook's the best way to go. That's where everything is. Uh, we will be doing a lot more um, social media stuff as well as pushing out things on the app as well also nice. so you can find that information. I see Robert's just downloaded the app. How's it yeah. working for you? It's looking pretty good, but I can't see Tracy on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I can't see. Of course, it's not alphabetical either. No. <laughs> it, 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 it'll get there eventually. Yeah. yeah so really, you know, for the sure. website and Facebook are great. Those are the best ways to do anything. Of course, Phoenix Comic Con is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, May 25th to the 28th. Um, And we should probably mention that we do have a price increase on May 1st. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, April 30th, that's that's the last. That's, that's the last deadline. day. The deadline prices will go up. So eleven days. Get them before days. that. Yep. yep. We we got informed today that we have passes. Wow. Yeah. We are excited. We're, we're going to be there. You're we official. will. We're official. <laughs> yes. And and it'll be of course the Conair Radio's one year anniversary. Absolutely. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. what we're calling it. <clears throat> So we're going to make a party out of it. We're actually planning on uh, having the podcast in the room um, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Wonderful. So, And we're, of course, going to try to do stuff on the floor. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to either do some wandering around. We'll be doing some stuff with Star Worldwide Networks. But we may, you know, as you were mentioning again, I've got to quit hitting this (laughs) thing. some other Hopefully, we'll have some interviews signed yes. up, l- lined up for you as well. Yes, yes. that would be very nice. That would be <laughs> like, like, like I said, a couple of childhood heroes that are in the mix there that I want to. I, 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 I'd stand in line to see them either way. <laughs> but if we can, if I can actually sit and talk with them for thirty minutes, I'd be happy. So would I. We'll yeah. see what we can do. <laughs> okay. Um, so no, we can hold her to that, right? We're going to do the hey, pressure it's, thing. It's, it's, it's recorded. We oh, can, yeah. We, we can got hold audio on. proof. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us here on the show. Absolutely. Thanks and, for having me. It was fun. And we look forward to having a, a great Comic-Con 2016, oh. 17, 18, 17. 19, whatever year. You <laughs> We're going to continue to We're do gonna this continue for quite to a while. <laughs> yeah. Good. We uh, look forward to having you there. Of course. So let's go ahead and do some of uh, some of our promotions here. So we do have. Uh, so last last show, we had a couple of tickets that we gave out for Correct. Friday for uh, for Phoenix Comic Con. So I'm thinking that was on Facebook. Let's do something on Twitter. Yeah, I just uh, actually I just kind of 
probed a little bit on Twitter earlier today. So okay. uh, I'm trying to stir something up. So yeah, um, the goal was to get people to go listen to the podcast and then, uh, you know. Well, well here, 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 here's a great question. Here, here's a great question that we can ask to, to have answered. Hmm. Where was the first Phoenix Comic Con? And I know we answered this a little bit earlier. It was a hotel room in Ahwatukee. Absolutely, and you must must tell us. Yes, so keep your eyes uh, keep your eyes peeled on our twitters, of course, uh, Conair Radio and Conair Jared, and uh, Film Dropout. Film Dropout. So you we'll, almost <laughs> forgot. Yeah, you almost <laughs> forgot. But we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and drop a line out there and see uh, see who's listening, who's going to listen to the show, and answer that question. Uh, of course, we got a we got a couple more tickets after that that we're going to be pat, uh, getting out there. We're going to see how else to do that. We're going to try to do uh, an Instagram uh, yep. giveaway. Instagram um, would be fun. We'll do. Um, 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 I was going to try to do another second Friday, but I think I'm going to switch it over to maybe first Friday because uh, the second Friday was a bomb for me this time. So yeah, <laughs> didn't that, work out. Second Fridays are usually hit or miss for anything. Yeah, but, pretty much. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, you guys can uh, hit us up also on Facebook, Conair Radio. Uh, of course, we have uh, our uh, our shows on. Uh, SoundCloud, and now also on iTunes. And we're actually getting picked up. We're getting some traffic on iTunes. Good. There's just no way to track it. I know, right? <laughs> that just annoys me. Um, <laughs> but, of course, we also have something new in the mix that we're uh, we're starting up here. We have our Patreon page yes, that we just set up. and running. Up. Mm-hmm. Yes, up and running. So if you guys want to help us out, donate so we can, uh, of course, uh, travel. C- travel, get out to these cons that are, that are by you. You know that if if you're listening to it, listening to us out of state, and you got a convention that you want us to go to, I mean, drop it, us a line. Yeah, drop us a line, and we can we can see about hopefully getting out there uh, with some donations to our Patreon page. Yeah, we're so. we're kind of looking at uh, Emerald City Con this year because we couldn't go uh, well, next year because we couldn't mm-hmm. go this year because it was at during Wild Wild West week. Yep. Um, but uh, and there's some other cons. I wouldn't mind hitting that uh, Salt Lake City because it looks like it's building up pretty decently yeah. too and of course there's always that that small con in uh san, don't, san diego don't mention it i'm not i'm not sure i want to go there hey i i just want to go for the experience i don't take drugs I mean, i'm gonna have i would have to be either stoned or drunk on my ass hey, phoenix comic con's gonna get gonna get to that level in, no, in a couple no, no, of years no 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 no, 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 no way no att- way att- no. attendance wise i think it is but three hundred thousand. The, the the one thing i i like about phoenix comic con that I don't like about San Diego Comic Con. Phoenix Comic Con is by fans for fans. Correct. Correct. I love that aspect of it. I, I always liked it because it's small and uh, you can you, you can get really close in with the oh, yeah. with the people and uh, it's always nice. I mean, of course, Saturdays mayhem, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, it's it's really cool. Saturday, I'll be cowering in a corner somewhere in my um, in my costume. I'll be at Star Worldwide Networks booth, just kind of chilling there and podcasting and uh dealing out the, the, the gifts and stuff yeah. and stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff, stuff. <laughs> and stuff. all right so uh anything else before we close up shop we're still working on trying to get out to uh vegas con i have a plan uh or vegas amazing vegas i should say mm-hmm. um i have a plan i don't know how it's going to work it might also need some assistance from you guys so yeah <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I got, I got. There's a, a wedding in Vegas that I'm attending, like literally two weeks before that. So not going now. I know. I'm. I'll, I'll still go. I just, just got to stay. There. I, I might. I might just stay there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that works. Yeah. Two right. weeks in Vegas sounds like an eternity. I know, right? 
I don't have enough money for I that. I ran out of quarters, so whoa, 20 minutes in. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, uh, anything else uh, movie-wise? Well, I think we can save it for next time. Okay. Sure. Because I mean, I've got a lot, a lot. There's been a lot going mm-hmm. on, so I have a lot to talk yeah. about. We we actually do still have uh, one more uh, interview uh, podcast that we have coming up. Right. The uh, the uh, hundred and fifth uh, squad cosplay group. And that'll uh, be on for what week is that? Five. Oh, I totally forgot. It, 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 it's a cu- it's a couple weeks out. I know that for a fact. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, definitely keep you guys updated in that, and hopefully get out to the uh, to the build this time. I wasn't able to make it last time. I had some car issues, but you know, it is. You it is have that it is. car issues a lot with that car, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to toss that thing into a river. Yeah. If if anybody at Comic Con wants wants a free car to steal and not tell me about it, let me know. Would, would the insurance cover it? The, I don't know if the insurance will cover it. I, but. You might want to find that out before yeah. someone steals your uh, Beamer. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But uh, anyway, so we will catch you guys in two weeks. And like I said, keep your eyes open on the Twitter feeds so we can uh, go ahead and get you some more passes to come out to Phoenix Comic Con on Friday for free. Wow. Keyword. I love that free. All right, so from all of us here at Conair Radio, we'll catch you next time. Later. Take it easy. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.